0: Gals! Uh i'm brian and i'm hacksaw brad <laughs> this is the spoiler review for ridge hacks no hacksaw ridge <laughs> and where do you want to start
1: this is your movie i thank you for getting me to finally watch this movie i think it was the mel gibson factor that paused me from again ironically this is referencing something we said i said three minutes ago for the non-spoiler review but uh, kept me from pulling the trigger yeah.
0: <laughs> on this movie uh, um i i can definitely understand i mean now that you reminded me of the controversy i remember i remember it um i thought he was jewish and then yeah reminding me of the controversy is sparking that memory back pretty vividly okay. um so i i can understand why people would be a little bit hesitant based on the director but i mean he does this movie is is solid it's a solid movie all the way around um not only is it based on a true story um, of Desmond Doss and everything that he went through, but also just the epicness of it and just the the way it's the way the story is told. And they picked such a good character in Andrew Garfield. Um, <laughs> the only better person could have been like the kid, the the small, small Captain America. <laughs> that would probably would have been the only person better. Um just because
1: chris evans with the tiny body
0: yeah chris evans with the tiny <laughs> body that's like jason momoa when he takes off his arms in that commercial
1: <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about with the commercial but i'm not kidding at one point in the cell i th- i was like chris evans like he he looked exactly like chris evans for like four seconds
0: <laughs> <laughs> um so you know everybody if you, if you made it this far you watched a movie but um you know, being a conscientious objector, conscientious objector, would be tough. I mean, yeah, that would be really, really tough, especially with the amount of pressure that he went under. Um, you know, just from his just from his people. Like, all you have to do is just pass this, pass the shooting portion of of this, and you're you're golden. Um, they said after that point, you don't even have to carry the gun. You know, strap it to your back so you have it just in case, but you don't have to fire anything. You can just be a and, medic. And, and of still course, the purse.
1: Of course the person representing him is a hack. You know, considering there's a fucking law in Congress protecting him that his dad needs to get someone's approval to come through. Like the 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 You may not like it, but the person representing him has to do his fucking job and be capable. Yeah. I just got I mean, real angry. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so he didn't he didn't get drafted. He he signed up. He wanted to do this. Um, So if you got drafted, you know, forced, forced, forced drafted to the military, and then you became a conscientious objector, I can see why people wouldn't want, I can see why lawyers and stuff like that would just be kind of like, yeah, whatever. I mean, um, you're going to get what you're going to get, and that'll be the end of it. But he actually signed up as a pacifist just to be a medic, just to help out. Um, So you think that lawyer would be like, okay, you know, this is a little bit different of a case. Let's, let's figure this out. not you know the cases that he probably normally gets is you know people get forced there oh my religion says I can't do this and then you know
1: i guess to be fair to that lawyer he he expected it all started because he was going to plead guilty but if i were that lawyer then excuse yourself but like i don't know how to protect him i he needs a better lawyer he needs a different lawyer and then that lawyer should come in delay it some time and then you know that other lawyer can have some time to prepare or ask for a delay
0: I don't know. yeah or I s- give a I mean, shit. something i mean there's and then you've got his dad who's all suited up and everything and um, having to pull strings in the background to try and <laughs> try and get anybody to listen
1: having to literally fight his way through the door
0: yeah literally <laughs> um but this movie is broken up into two movies. I mean, basically, it's the first half of the movie of training and, you know, getting being found innocent or whatever. Having to have his dad pull some strings in the background to, you know, the actual war part of this movie. Um, it's it's done very well. It doesn't it, you mentioned in the spoiler free section? It didn't give us didn't give you whiplash. Didn't give me whiplash. It felt connected. But at the same time, it felt like you could have paused the movie. And then come back and watch the second movie if you really wanted to, even though this movie was only two hours, a little over two hours.
1: Uh, yeah, it's kind of like uh, Fast and Furious 6. Originally, that movie was supposed to be called, be two movies and called The Fast and The Furious. And this originally was supposed to be two movies called The Hacksaw and The Ridge.
0: <laughs> I don't believe you.
1: Um, <laughs> well, you're right not to believe me, but that look—it was a total bullshit. But I, for a second, I was like, "Brad's angry at me because <laughs> he <you> paused <laughs> just long." <enough. laughs> the first story was true about the fast and the uh, Fast Furious Six, or Furious Six, as the director titled it, but not this—not yes. the, the Hacksaw story.
0: The Hacksaw and the Ridge. Um Yeah, no, go. Was it go, the go thus? go beep go beep yourself? All right.
1: Was it the buzz because I originally was just gonna say hacksaw and ridge.
0: <laughs> if you would have said hacksaw and the ridge, maybe, maybe. Mm. But if you would have said the, because since you said the hacksaw and the ridge, I was like no way. <laughs> but if you said hacksaw and the ridge, maybe. i Like I would I would have bit I would have bit for like half a second. Two two oh. ninety minute movies. I would have bit it. <laughs> but you now you'll nope, you lost me you lost me on those
1: my my goal is never to trick you just to be cringe if I trick you, <laughs> it's just a cherry on top <laughs> oh boy this, this podcast is being rebranded as the cringiest movie podcast <laughs> my cheeks are hurting from smiling too much at that
0: Oh boy. Um I think I was talking, you know, spoiler free section. I think Vince Vaughn does a really good job um in this movie. You know, kind of being that um kind of being that uh douche canoe that he needs to be, but at the same time
1: <laughs> That was fucking great. <laughs>
0: you like my alliteration? Canoe. No, the douche canoe. What alliteration? Oh I miss I messed up. I for whatever reason I was thought it was an alliteration, but it was not <laughs> um yeah, but he's a, he's like just 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 dick enough, but at the same time, like you can tell that he kind of feels for the kid, but at the same time, he's like, dude, just you know just do just shoot the gun, hit the target, move on like <laughs> um, and then he pressures a lot of the other people to you know beat him up in the side and stuff like that and to. Yeah. Still yeah. not give up, still not give up after all of that is just crazy.
1: Yeah, that was the point in the movie because up uh, before, uh, what was the guy's name? Uh, DD, the main guy,
0: uh, Desmond Doss.
1: Desmond gets beat up by those like four or five guys tonight. I thought Vince Vaughn's just being a piece of shit. you know, yeah. I just thought. Yeah, yeah, you're a fucking piece of shit. Of course. It's it's the forties. You're in the military. Great. I fucking I fucking hate you. What is talking to me right now? The device started talking if nobody heard that. Um, or it was in my head. <laughs> but uh after he gets beat up and like right before of course Desmond says that amazing, like I never said I was beat up. I'm a heavy sleeper. Um, <laughs> like I knew, I kind of wanted him to walk all the way down and be like, "I'm not leaving." What are you talking about? And just like fuck with him. But in that moment, right before, I was like, "Shit, I think he." Even though I don't agree with how he's going about it, I think his he his morals are in the right place. Vince Vaughn's character, like shit, I think he's actually doing this for the right reasons in his mind. He's not just shit just some close-minded idiot asshole
0: yeah because Vince Vaughn sees this scrawny little kid that you know doesn't want to fire a gun he doesn't see uh, he hears the religion part of it but he's probably heard that story I mean I, I don't remember what year this took place um but he's probably heard that for however many training sessions however many you know basic trainings that he's gone through already um I mean he's probably heard that excuse umpteen number of times so he you know, most of them probably beat him up one time and probably solves the issue. Um, I know the military was a little bit different back then than it is now. But um, now there's a little bit there's more rules and more regulations. And so stuff like that doesn't happen. But um, yeah,
1: but I I did love it for like I was telling my daughter, like, again, weird, weird phrasings like I've <laughs> said in the non-spoiler, but. You know, if you're doing the right thing and you're actually a nice person and you're actually doing it for kind reasons, people, if people are fighting you on it, you sticking to your guns, given enough time, some people might need a few hundred years for this. So, you know, not realistically, but given enough time, you will change their minds. And... That, that was my favorite part of this. Every time. One, that he changed their minds. And two, that like near the end of the movie with uh with the other guy who really tried to fuck him and get him out. uh, Where they went back and apologized. Like that for all the fuckery they did. And I hate that they did it. And I hate them for doing it. But I really respect them for fessing up, owning up. And fixing their mistakes. And I really respect him for never having changed. Like when his wife came in to the cell and said, you don't need to fire that gun, but you can twirl it around and be on your way. And I was like, that's not a bad point to take. That's not a bad position. And it truly like he wouldn't kill anybody that way. And if that's what it needed, I could see someone doing that, and I would never be mad at them. But I still respect the
2: hell out of him for sticking with it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, and you know, now, so obviously he's conscientious objector, you know, he's done finally makes it through basic without firing a weapon. And then still after all of that, puts his life on the line for the guys that beat him up um by pulling most of those guys off the ridge that were still somewhat alive some of them i don't he know got, how they were still alive but
1: he saved 75 fucking people yeah and and not just by luck when the when the artillery well one i thought he was at first i thought he was an idiot for going in while the artillery was still there cuz that is reckless but once the artillery stopped he's like we've lost our cover i was like oh okay you were taking a calculated risk yeah, even after that goes, he's still fucking smart. He got lucky with that guy stabbing the dead
2: body on top of him, but yeah, it
1: wasn't just
0: luck that kept him alive. No, <sighs> he was really smart of what he did and how he did it. Um, and then falling into the tunnel and everything. And I mean, it's
1: even I save mean, that
2: one guy yeah. who was the enemy. Yeah.
0: Um I mean that's just it's crazy, just absolutely crazy that you know one person did all this and it's like I said based on a true story. Um but 75 people. I mean, could you imagine lowering down five people off that ridge with a, the rope harness that he had? I mean, he doesn't have gloves. He doesn't, you know, he's doing he's lowering down people on a rope up. You know, bare hands. I mean, he's burning his hands literally. He had some fabric I looked for that. There
1: was there. He had some fabric that he put around the rope. Okay. But but yeah, he did like a I don't know shirt fabric or some shit like that. So, but yeah, just the sleep deprivation and the physical exhaustion. Like we saw his hand shaking progressively more and more throughout the night. Like he was running on. (laughs) <laughs> Adrenaline and jesus <laughs> and i'm atheist i'm not i'm not you know i'm not gonna tell him he why he did it was wrong good for, good on him i'm never gonna I'm never gonna convince anybody who's religious to not believe in religion but
0: as damn. as long as as long as you don't try and shove it down everybody's throat that's you know if you wanna if you wanna believe a religion the flying spaghetti monster go for it as long as you don't try and shove it down everybody's throat we're good. You and I, you and I are good.
1: I mean, I, I hold exception to Scientology, you know, because that's not. That, we well, we were talking about religions. <laughs> uh, Tom Cruise is going to kill me. <laughs>
0: Just tell him how much you like. Tell him that you're doing a minute by minute Mission Impossible podcast, and he'll uh, he'll love you. <laughs>
1: You know, you know me. I can't promise that if I ever met Tom Cruise, I wouldn't be like, "Maybe you should call talk to the lady from King of Queens." Maybe one conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so, best for me just not to ever meet Tom Cruise.
0: <laughs> um, I he, as long as he didn't get into religion politics, I mean, he seems like he'd be an okay, cool. He'd be an okay person to hang out with. But as soon as he went down to religion or politics, I'd be. I'd be skating out of there.
1: Oh, no. He, he seems like a great person in general, but it's just, you know, it, it it's just really bad, the fact that he's part of Scientology because it, it it validates a lot of their bullshit
2: just by association. So... It'd be great if he stopped. <laughs> <laughs> he might have, and
0: maybe we just don't know about it, just like the water in Flint, Michigan. <laughs> No, oh, no, he he hasn't. <laughs> oh, he Simon
1: Pegg even I wonder if Simon Pegg's life is at risk because he literally he, he was in an interview and he was like talking about his like people keep asking about Tom and his weird religion and, and thinking about Simon Pegg, I know he's just like quoting it as people saying that and being flippant, and I'm just like, it's in print, brother. Um <laughs>
0: Simon Pegg is amazing. Yes, he Simon is. Pegg is so funny. I just watched him in a movie not that long ago. Mission Impossible oh, Three. Oh, that one. That
1: one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm glad. During that time, he was suffering through alcoholism, and he has now recovered. So I'm very happy for him.
0: Um, here's an article from. NZ Herald, uh, New Zealand Herald, I would assume. Tom, Cre- or Tom Cruise appears to be dissing himself from the Church of Scientology. That was in 20, 2000, or twenty twenty one. Sorry, I'll send that to me. But so, uh, Hexar Ridge. What, what did you think about
1: uh, Desmond's first meeting with his future wife?
0: Awkward. <laughs> yes. Uh, stalk- stalkerish, a little bit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um but hey good on him he found somebody that he was he was enamored with and kept at it <laughs> picked up her um picked up her hobbies and used it for the best <laughs> what, what hobbies um was, wasn't she a nurse or something like that
1: oh yeah she 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 complimented his uh or no the guy complimented his tourniquet or his his what he did with the guy who got pinned under the car. Um. He said, "You you probably saved his life." Oh yeah, yep. I looked up uh, Tom Cruise Scientology and all I see is Leah Romini, who I was referencing King of Queens, criticizing Tom Cruise amid Top Gun something. So, oh uh, yeah, I guess he's still a Scientologist.
2: Yeah, that's fine. But
1: but the way Scientology works is they have you, they get dirt on you first. So, who knows if it's anyway 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 um <laughs> i loved the second day he came and he was like i need my blood back it's like uh i need my yeah i need it back we don't really do well i need it back because ever since you took it my heart's racing every time i think of you it race is even harder and she's like i haven't heard any but <laughs> my, my favorite line is still coming but she's like i never heard that one before he's like uh not good it's shame. I practiced all night. <laughs> She's like, I didn't say that. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I think. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if he's a little bit on the spectrum because he's how he acted with her and how he said later that he knows he's different from other people, because uh, when they're at the movies, he sees people kissing. And then later he kisses her without asking, which I really like that. She said. Ask me. You know, um, but they're they're still sweet. Like when she's when she's walking away, she's like, "You coming?" It's like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> almost gets yeah. hit hit again. <laughs> like, yeah,
0: he he might be, but at that time, I mean, it wasn't really wasn't really a thing.
1: Yeah, and be, being partially on the spectrum is not a bad thing or anything. I'm not saying it in any uh, negative light. Just how he referred to himself as feeling different and uh you know how he actually talked to the girl for like that was the first woman he ever talked to and how he held himself it, it could either be i've been so shy that i don't know how to talk to women or i'm a little bit on the spectrum which caused me to be shy and not talk to him because he he's I mean, I, I'd be shocked if he saw more of the movie than he saw of her during the, their time in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like him. and I love those interviews at the end. That one guy who was the sarge and was crying when he was talking about him—I fucking, I fucking love that. Old men crying is just old men from a different generation who are who can cry today. It's my bread and butter.
0: <laughs> um yeah, I mean I I really, really like when movies do that. Um they, they do a lot in a lot of war movies. Um the one I'm thinking the one that pops to my head is uh, Schindler's List. Um but I really like when they when they film movies like that because it really brings home the fact that, that yes, this was a true story. Yes, there are real people that have real feel, real feelings about this. Um so it really nails that nails that um nails that point home. And I so I really like when Especially war movies do that, or you know, based on true movies or true stories.
1: Was that your um, favorite part of the movie Tag?
0: Yes. <laughs> when, they, when, when real people, when credits were rolling, when the credits <laughs> were rolling, and the fat guy was like, "Yes, this is Tag." <laughs> but uh, that's. I, but honestly, I mean, it, it brings it brings it full circle, and it brings the it, it brings that touch of realism into the movie where sometimes. Um, you know, especially with a movie like this it kind of feels outlandish, like no way a guy went up there in the middle of a firefight, you know, against the Japanese and was pulling people off single handedly, lowering them down this, whatever it was, 300 um, foot cliff or whatever it was, lowering them down on a rope tied to a tree and then did, you know, 75 of them. There's no way. And then you start getting those real interviews and you start getting, you know, the backstory and yeah, somebody really did do that. And he really did get a medal of honor for doing that. Um, And I, I
1: loved all those little moments, like just one more Lord or whatever, however he said it. And then that guy who he wiped off and he still had one eye left. And he said, I thought I was blind. True, true story at the end where he said that was enough. Like that
2: was all the
0: things I needed was hearing that. It was just, man. And I liked how they, you know, he was so important to that team that they allowed, allowed an entire bombing mission to be put on pause for what was it, five or ten minutes or whatever it was, and then just, so, that, just so he could pray for everybody. And I mean, they that, said they weren't
1: going to go without him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're they're gonna yelled at by you know generals like people way above them in rank, getting yelled at and they're like no, we're not we are not moving till he's done
1: and you know that the movie could have ended there and just been like, "Okay, they're going as a troop like happy day, but then we still go there and we get ooh, this pissed me off. I was like, you know i didn't want I want to make sure myself and my daughter didn't have any didn't buy into like the casual racism of the time, you know, the Japs and the their their pe their, their me like I'd be like, oh, it's actually smart that they're not ignoring the tunnel and putting it, you know, like they are it is different sides and I never said it wasn't their enemy or anything, but I was just like, let's you know, I don't wanna I don't know the nuances of the time, so I'm not gonna put judgment on one side or the other. I'm just gonna try to see it objectively. But when those motherfuckers shat on the sanctity of the white flag with a fucking suicide mission. Ooh, it made me so fucking angry anyway, but they kept going and he fucking kicked like two bombs away from his fellow soldiers. Still in that moment, he's still serving his unit and like that's when he gets he gets some shrapnel in his leg. He must, you know, he gets blown away, and gets lowered down. And I, lo- <laughs> I love that they made the actual thing to be easier <laughs> this time to lower wounded soldiers down. By the I'm, next day,
0: I'm drawing a. I'm I'm drawing a huge blank. Did he jump in basic training? Did he jump on a grenade to save everybody? A fake grenade to save everybody? That's Cap- that Captain America. Okay. Yeah. I because I watched this movie like a week ago and I've I think I've seen Captain America like probably within the last two weeks. So I'm kind of mixing the two now.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that one is uh when Tommy Lee Jones is like, you really want him, huh? He's like, he is the best one. What about uh, Bradley Buckley blah or whatever, you know, buff buff and stuff. He's like that's a soldier. He's like uh characters, whatever is like. Here, let me show you. Grenade! He throws it in the middle, and the two people that run at it are Captain America, Steve Rogers, he gets there, but Peggy Carter, she was a half-step behind. <laughs> Everyone else <laughs> goes, including their buff and stuff. And, he's, and then, it, you know, you see uh, Stanley Tucci with his little like, German grin, like,
2: mm.
1: Mm. and the and the Tommy Lee Jones just goes,
0: he's still skinny. <laughs> <laughs> Family Jones watched- is one of those is one another one of those guys that I, I adore, and just because he always plays, he always plays that role, like Men in Black. Same role, it just it just plays that role so well.
1: Uh,
0: um I've definitely watched that
1: movie way too many times because I haven't seen it in years, <laughs> and I remember the lines, <laughs> like the punch line. That's it's unhealthy. I love you three thousand minutes is another podcast. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so Mel Gibson, we had discussed this a little bit before um, we started recording. Mel Gibson was in this movie; he was an actor in this movie. Um, he was in the final uh, final assault. Um, he was injured and uh, carried hu- hung down to the plung down on the platform. Um, sure. So he was he did cameo in this movie, but and it's also the first movie that him and his son did together.
1: Nice. it yeah. sounded a good job because there wasn't a single person who i was like "Ooh, bud <laughs> you, need, <laughs> you need you need help at the in the acting department so he did he definitely did a good job because I no one stuck out and when i saw him i was like oh yeah i recognize that guy um
2: yeah, yeah.
0: um yeah i would say overall fantastic movie uh it deserved it deserved the nominations that i I just looked up just for ss and G's what the rotten tomato score is have you, have you, Have you looked at this yet?
1: No, but I've never heard s's and g's and <laughs> sh-
0: shits and giggles, shits and grins
1: Never s's heard s's shits and, and grins
0: oh what, what what's yours?: no what's so your shits,
1: shits and giggles I never heard okay. shits and grins yeah before either.
0: Um, I've heard it a couple different ways, so I mean so what do you what do you think i will go with the the fresh rating first then we'll go with the audience score um what do you oh, think we're the are fresh... doing rotten tomatoes yeah
1: okay i have a guess Two, for 200 IMDb.
0: 281 reviews for the fresh rating and then we'll get to the the audience one
1: okay so i have a guest for imdb which is 7.4
0: um yeah, well, uh, if you're looking at the page, then yes, of course. No, I'm not. I'm not looking at the page. I think because I yeah. think that's like dead on the money.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't look today, I promise. I was looking at Miss Marvel and it had 7.4s. Uh, <laughs> oh,
0: no. Um, IMDb has 8.1. Okay. I, I know I've seen 7.4 somewhere. That's why I was all like, right. no, get out of here because you're dead on the money.
1: <laughs> uh, well, then, all right. So, f- I think I would have, I was going to go 80%, but consider, and so I think I was, I'm going to go 98, eight for the critics. Are you saying critics?
0: Yeah. 96. That's That's way high. That's, that's really high.
1: I mean, I'm. Fit. Rotten Tomatoes works different. It works like anyone who's giving a sixty percent or more counts as a fresh. So everyone could say it's a D movie, and it would if every single person says D, which is sixty percent, then it would have a hundred percent of Rotten Tomatoes. So I was like, well, not many, you know, critics? I I hope they try to be more objective in just terms of the movie and not the director. You know, they. I would hope they would be less human. In other words, yeah. uh, but you said the audience score is run or no?
0: No, they're both. Fr- it's rated fresh. Um, right. so the,
1: What's
0: the critic score? The critic score is eighty four percent.
1: Sixteen percent. I guess. I guess critics are human, and they probably got turned off by the religion.
0: Um, I didn't. I haven't looked at the actual reviews or anything like that. But that's. Two hundred eighty-one reviews, and it's at eighty-four um, percent. The audience, the audience score. I am going to guess slightly different. One. Slightly, slightly different. Um, 50,000 plus reviews. It says fifty plus, fifty fifty thousand plus ratings.
1: Yeah, I am going to go ninety-six for the audience. I am getting, I am getting frisky.
0: Okay, um, I am not would that far off. I
1: think it was lower, but considering that the audience, the critic score was that low.
0: Uh, you're really not that far off. I mean, 91%. So the audience really loved it. And then the critics loved it, but not adored it.
1: I figured the audience score would be safe to get that close only because, you know, the religion element can actually fuel people to support something more and it can attract more of an audience. So, all right. I'm surprised that the critics, huh? All right. Yeah.
2: I, I'm a little bit too. Um, but I mean, that's what it says. I mean, I'm not going to argue with it. I have a hickey on my
1: that looks <laughs> like I that looks like I cut myself. Something I don't know. That's weird. I just uh, put my I, arms up and it look like I had cut my
2: wrist. Uh, don't do that. I, please don't. Please don't do I, that. I promise I literally can't do that intentionally, even if I wanted to, Um, which I don't want to. Fantastic. I'm glad to hear hear that. But I appreciate you. I'm I'm here to help.
0: Um, Beautiful mouth. (laughs) Which was eating a banana earlier. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Forgot about that.
0: <laughs> um I would say the sounds and the soundtrack of this movie is pretty good um I don't know if it fits the time at, per se um the the music was done was done well um oh did they have more modern music or something like that the um the couple songs that it has here uh yeah it was made in nineteen seventy six um i'm i'm not it's got a um got a slur in the title of it so i'm not going to use that one wait what um the and this is the title of the title of the track um oh, oh okay word.
1: all right but then whatever slur just say i don't know yeah the s word or the
0: well it's not it's not that bad it's just um uh, it's the name of the title is we're gonna have to slap that dirty little and then it's a shortened version of the word Japanese. <laughs> The that's three a, letter.
1: Ah, uh, come on, no Gibson. What the
0: fuck? So um it's Maybe meant to be derogatory. Um, so I that's why I'm just gonna refuse to acknowledge yeah, it. It's
1: 1945, baby. That was wait, which this is on the soundtrack?
0: Yeah. By um Bob Miller.
1: If, it looks like it was
0: it looks like it was made in 1976.
1: I don't remember where that song was, but if it was in some like somebody's stereo in the military and they were playing it like diegetically, then that makes sense. But if it's like in the credits or just non-diegetic, then I'm just like, come on, what are you doing?
0: Yeah. I mean, it was made in 76. I mean, at least it was closer to that time, but I mean, you're still 30 years off World War II. Um,
1: Oh, that's even weirder. Okay. So it couldn't have been diegetic. Unless he just decided to diegetic some, that's. Did you learn nothing, Mel Gibson? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't like, remember when that fuck? instance was, and when when he made this movie. Well, it had to be that instance had to be before this movie because if they intentionally yeah. didn't use his name, it had to be before this.
1: It was way. It was before Passion of the Christ, and I was in high school when Passion of the Christ came out. Or it was like right after Passion of the Christ something like that. He was driving drunk up, pulled over, and then said some <laughs> crazy shit.
0: Less than ideal.
1: Yeah, no, it was...
2: Yeah. Uh, Andrew Garfield was a, a sweet babe at that point. Jesus Christ, Mel Gibson,
0: motherfucker. <laughs> Come on. Um uh, so just fun fact, how old do you think Andrew Garfield is? He's forty something. I, I need I need a closer number than forty something. Forty two. He's thirty-eight.
2: Oh.
1: Um,
0: yeah, you you're gonna be wrong, but I mean
1: <laughs> so I'll cut
0: you off before you get before you went off the deep end. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean I I would have pictured him ear- older just because he's been acting since two thousand four. So in my head, you know, he's way should have been way older.
1: Um, I, I on his facial features, I would have guessed at most 35 cuz he play he skews young for me, you know. What is he? In this movie he's got to be in his 20s the character. Um, yeah. So, and I didn't doubt it for a second. Uh,
2: but yeah, and he didn't seem like crazy
1: old compared to tom holland's character who was supposed to be like 18 in uh no way home look yeah. there's no way you weren't spoiled before us <laughs> for no way home <laughs> especially
0: so, considering that's that's a huge meme of like the act because it was a meme and then they made it into the meme the live action so there's no way you haven't seen that live action meme.
1: yeah if you got here i know my analytics (laughs) we are not the first place you would have heard that from (laughs) um but yeah i i love andrew there's so many things i want to watch with him like tick tick boom and uh um, um that one on hulu that show
0: a boy or boy a what? in 2007
1: no mm. there's a show on Hulu that was more recent he's also religious than that he's a Mormon uh, and he's also a detective he's a Mormon detective going through a very sick crime and having oh, his faith questioned under,
0: under the banner of heaven I've seen the I've seen the ads for it but I have not um, not actually seen it he Yeah, was that, Doct- he was also in Doctor Who oh
1: really? huh. yeah. But, yeah.
2: two episodes yeah.
1: under the banner of heaven and uh euphoria are two shows i really want to see and i was reminded of them because of zendaya and andrew garfield's actors on actors interview and both of those are just so raw and dark from what i can tell from how people said that's just you know it's one of those shows that i just wanted i have i'm dragging my feet towards them because it's not like Barry. Barry's dark as fuck, but it can be fun. Like
0: um uh, Euphoria is definitely definitely dark. Um it's got some dark tones. It's got it's it's tough to watch, especially if you um I'm saying you as like a general term. Um have any drug history or anything like that. It's it's rough.
1: Yeah, I've heard that it's very on uh, hell. There was a well what's the uh there there was an administration of like against drug use and kids kind of thing not there maybe it was there but it was something like that and they were like they're like euphoria season two is glorifying drug use and everyone who had seen it and talked about it the first person i heard of it of course was from philip defranco and he's like um have you fucking seen it? Because it seems more like a don't use drugs, kids thing. Yeah. <laughs> like it's nerve wracking and horrible.
0: Have yeah, uh, you fucking seen, I've, watched it? I've seen most of the second season um, in passing, but I have not seen the first season. But I mean, the second season, I, I got mansplained up to, to season two. So I kind of had a good idea. But um, what do you
1: mean, mansplained up to season two?
0: I got overly explained season one, so I could watch most of season two. Because I stepped in like after like one or two episodes in season two, and I got mansplained. Um, oh, who to, man who mansplained it to you? Uh, Bethany. <laughs> I,
1: lo- I I really wanted to know if it was a woman. Cause yeah, Bethany. it was. But I, I. But
0: in all fairness, I asked her to mansplain to me. So.
1: <laughs> it's also because culture- I, I wanted to make Everyone sure I understood. Needs- it's a, to use the term correctly, it's called filling you in because <laughs> mansplaining is when someone's explaining. something, not to mansplain mansplaining to you, but mansplaining <laughs> is explaining what something is to somebody when they already know and they didn't ask. <laughs> and you I, don't qualify for either of those in this scenario, sir.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, no, I just use mansplaining as somebody that like really explain something. Um not so much like overly explains something simplistic, but overly explains um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, zoom in on that,
1: yeah nah. <laughs> get it close <laughs> um, yeah this is uh yeah, this is a good I'm glad that you putting this in the marbles finally made me. Again, bad phrasing, but pull the trigger on this movie,
0: <laughs> <laughs> or not pull the trigger. You know, one of the two.
1: <laughs> but uh,
2: yeah, it was a uh, yeah. This
0: is yeah. it, it, It's it's this movie is not as tough to watch um, as say like nineteen seventeen or something of that effect. I mean, it's it's an easy watch it's you know
1: blood and cartilage
0: at the end yeah um a lot of
1: a lot of you i mean this is a spoiler review so i appreciate you if you're here and you haven't seen it but if you don't mind seeing people dragged with their legs fully blown off and cartilage from their legs dragging behind them then nothing in this movie is going to shock you
0: yeah, but I would say it's, compared to most other World War II movies, it's it's an easy one to watch. I mean, if you're thinking of, like, you know, the gassing of the Jews and stuff like that, like in Schindler's List or um, pretty much any of the other World War II movies out there, any of the big name World War II movies out there. I mean, it's this is a lot easier to watch than, than some of those.
1: You know what I just realized? What's that? We've talked about his character, but we haven't, between either one of these movies mentioned Hugo Weaving.
0: We have not All right, what, neither what, of these what, reviews. Oh, I was going to say what two what, two movies? <laughs> no, no,
1: no. You said this was two movies. <laughs> <laughs> felt like it, <laughs> but, I'm, um, but I'm but like Hugo Weaving. This was a character I hadn't seen from him before, and an accent I hadn't seen from him before
2: or heard from him before. Should I say? But yeah, Hugo Weaving does broken man.
1: So powerfully.
0: Oh, the dad. Okay, cool. I was looking him up. I'm like, uh...
1: Okay, I thought you. I thought he... I was like, did he do such a good job you didn't know he was in it?
0: <laughs> no, I just had to remember who it was. I didn't know him by name. He, yeah. he was born in Nigeria. Did you know that? No. Yep. He was born in Nigeria to English parents.
2: There you go. Fun fact of the day.
0: Um, yeah all the Lord of the Rings V for Vendetta he was v, v for Vendetta he was a V for V for Vendetta I didn't realize that
1: yeah there was another actor who was playing V and then halfway through he quit so they half of him physically is the other guy but they dubbed over all his lines with Hugo Reaving when they brought him in
0: of I, have course. To go back, I have to go back and rewatch that movie I I tried to watch it not that long ago and I got sidetracked and distracted and so I need to go back and watch the movie it's been a while since I've seen the movie
1: yeah I mean it wasn't directed by the Wachowski sisters it was produced by them and that one I can confidently say I'm not the biggest fan of it's alright it's it's yeah. not horrible but it's like it didn't capture me like
2: it did others Alan Moore
1: another Alan Moore adaptation that he hates Alan as in Alan Moore hates
0: yeah um I'll, like i said i'll have to go back and because I, I know it's a politically divisive movie
2: um but i mean i still want to go back through it and,
1: okay okay
0: i'm, I'm putting in the marbles and we can watch it in between no
1: i'm a conscientious objector.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no um because I, I already know what the sixth movie is since uh since you, we've got um, your three movies and I got two, so I know what my sixth one is. And then, yeah. what is it? Know, the Grand Budapest Hotel.
1: Ooh, I've owned that for so long, and you're finally giving me an excuse. When I just saw it was on HBO Max yesterday. I did. I saw two,
0: and I was like, "Oh, I want to pull the trigger. I want to pull the trigger. I want to watch this because Ray Finds is so good in that movie."
1: I think it was. Was it that movie that he the first time? Uh, was it Paul Wester? Paul, Wester, what's his name? P.W. Anderson. Who's
2: the director?
0: Oh, um, looking up. I don't because I don't remember off the top of my head.
1: I can't remember if it was that movie or his newest movie where people were like, he did a a pan. He panned the camera because <laughs> normally the director of photography is like he. He's joked that the first question that uh, the director always asks him is if it's perfectly symmetrical, like against the opposite wall, essentially. Um, it it is w-
0: w- Wes Anderson,
1: Wes Anderson. That's right. Um, so and someone it, was like, he, he was using camera moves he'd never used in his career.
0: Um, yeah. I mean, this, that, that movie, and I don't want to go too far. Cause I will talk about it ad at, at nauseum. Flash Gordon. Um, he's in it. Ray Fiennes, F Murray, Abraham, um the um dominic green from the bond movies william defoe uh jeff goldblum jude law oh, fantastic love, love jude law um bill murray edward
1: he's not kidding he was literally texting me out of the blue saying jude like i fucking love jude law
0: <laughs> I, for, I forgot what movie i was watch- oh i was watching hugo uh leah sadhu uh, Owen Wilson I mean th- this movie is just, Larry Pine is just like just jacked with um, famous people and it is, it is a really 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 good movie And it it's going to come out of left field and it's going to surprise you
1: I will tell you out. and just so you can see this I think uh, tomorrow at the time of recording when the spoiler free one is coming out no not tomorrow Friday this is the thumbnail I made for the YouTube version of uh, if you love like Tarambe you'll love this epic movie let me put down
2: the brightness.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, and the one before that, which was with uh, with Ryan, the if you liked live uh, Knives Out, you'll laugh at this underappreciated hit. <laughs> Did that? I'm just going to use that for every thumbnail. But I figured out the power of that. Uh, white halo effect
2: behind it yeah there Mm -hmm. because this would have been where is it this was
1: going to be it and it just it somehow just isn't as impressive
0: (laughs) yeah it looks kind of bland so I'm glad you put the you pumped the white in the background
1: Found it on the internet. (laughs) Don't know how to do it myself in After Effects. Just found it out. (laughs) Good old interwebs. (laughs) Photoshop is so confusing to me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Anything uh, else um, for the spoilers? Yep, I do. Let me scroll back here. Um, What do you think the budget was for this movie? Oh,
1: I don't know. For, oh, I also want to say I was surprised how the timeline, you know, once they actually got there, how it was only like basically two days. But, uh, hmm. I could see this being a $200 million movie, but I could also see a studio not wanting to give Mel Gibson $200 million.
0: They they did not. They definitely did not.
1: Uh, okay. They gave, they gave him. It, uh, was, it, it, was, it was a crazy right.
0: amount. So, Well, no, no, I'm saying it was a crazy amount for Passion of the Christ. It was like three, they gave him like 350 million or something like that. They gave him a crazy number.
1: All right, uh, let's see. But you said they did not give him 200 million for this. So I'm going to go. I want to go 90 just to go way too low, but I'm going to go 120.
0: Um, You're still 90 would have been way too high. What? Yeah, way too high.
1: How the king's man was a hundred million dollars and this looks more expensive. I mean, because I believe Matthew Vaughn knows how to stretch a dollar and makes things shiny.
0: Shit, <laughs> what? Yeah, All right, just tell me, 40 million dollars.
1: How everyone had points, no one got paid. Everyone had points who was actors. What the hell? How. how?
0: I don't, I don't know. I mean, this is a fantastic movie for $40 million.
1: What year did this come out?
0: It came out in... 2016.
2: September 4th,
0: 2016. Oh, so, no, United States, November 4th, 2016.
1: What the fuck? I mean, in today's dollars, now it's one hundred and twenty million <laughs> with inflation. Uh
0: it's probably closer to eighty. But no, yeah, I no, mean, no, 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 no.
1: No, like we we didn't double in even with the ten percent we've had this last year. We didn't double our inflation in six years. What the fuck? Wow. Yeah, no one, no one.
2: Yeah, no one who uh, who had a.
1: Resume got paid on this film. They all had, they had to get points. Mel Gibson didn't get paid. I mean, fuck, Matthew Vaughn didn't get paid for Kick Ass One. His payment was taking the Red Mist Mobile. And he had, like, um, I maybe he had points. I don't know. But, like, how the fuck? No. If you had paid Andrew Garfield a million, he deserved at least a million dollars for his performance. And Mel Gibson probably would have gotten like 5 million directing, you know, writing and directing duties, maybe, based on Apocalypto, his paycheck from that. Um, and Pesh, Chris,
0: wow. Um, 40, 40 million in 2016 would be uh, uh, 48.7 million. Yeah. Jesus.
2: Wow. What yeah. the so, fuck?
0: So how much, move, how much do you think this made at the box office? 200 million you're not you're not too far off 180 million um i mean so obviously did good i mean i don't you know let's say they made 100 million dollars in this movie let's say you know 40 million budget 40 million advertising um you made 100 million damn damn well
1: even though it probably made like a billion dollars worldwide i bet the whoever produced passion of the christ wish they had uh, the penny pitch and mel gibson of today
0: <laughs> yeah i'm because i'm going to look that up real quick because i know we'll never do a review on that um how do you review that movie you know like yeah
1: <laughs> yeah it was fucking brutal <laughs> and then the whole time we were like shit. What? Billion dollars, right? Maybe two billion. No, oh, wait, the,
0: no, bu- no wait, the budget. Wait. The budget on this movie was only on uh, Passion of the Christ was only thirty million dollars. Yeah, that's not surprising to me, actually. Why did they question
1: I, the three hundred million? <laughs> only because because, because I thought they
0: gave you? him an. I thought they gave Mel Gibson an astronomical amount of money to make that movie. Um, it did bring in six hundred million dollars, six hundred twelve million dollars.
1: Uh, Surprises um, that low? Well, that makes sense because Deadpool talked about how they now exceeded Passion of the Christ for Deadpool two, and they didn't make a billion dollars. Um. Hmm. Yeah, that that actually doesn't surprise me too much because it's you know you just have to get there was unknown people you put them in the middle of the desert and you rub dirt on their faces and then you know. That one surprises me less okay. because there were no explosions. You know, just having the sheer amount of explosions that we had in Hacksaw Ridge. And I'll admit, like the the ships, the CGI on the ship's firing was like a little, that's where the budget cut went. <laughs> you know, which is fair. We get like a total of 30 seconds with the ship. Fuck the ships. <laughs> in the movie, that's not the important part. But with the sheer amount of explosions going off, I couldn't imagine it being, yeah, it was foolhardy of me to go 120, because a decade ago, a Pirates of the Caribbean movie was 150, and they were on the seas with ships and shit.
2: Um, but damn. Um, yeah, hold on, let me, I got to look up something here too. Um. Because there's another movie
0: that they they had to do some adjusting, um, because of the budget. Um, Star Wars: A New Hope was only eleven million dollars, so they couldn't film it in space. They had to had to film it on Earth, just to save some money.
2: I am so proud of you. (laughs)
1: did you Uh, watch that video of the uh conan that i sent you with the interview with his uh assistant
0: i probably did i don't i don't remember it i mean my my brain's been pretty jumbled lately
1: (laughs) well you should watch it look in your text if you haven't but i only mentioned it because i was gonna say if we were in the same place i would have done what they did which is uh they in preparation of bringing the his assistant out. They said Kamel Nangiani. This is Conan. Kamel Nangiani was supposed to be here, but apparently, uh, uh, according uh, apparently, uh, no fault of his own, he's unable to come tonight. And then uh, Andy Richter goes more like Kamel no, non showy uppy. And they just have this pause like we had, and then Conan just goes and shakes his hand, <laughs> like that was his response. It was like, should I shame him or shake his hand? And that's what I wanted it to do because I was so proud that how cringy that was. <laughs> and it's so cr- I'm not even kidding. I've forgotten what you said. <laughs> what did you say again? My memory is
0: garbage. Um, um, Star Wars: A New Hope. Um. 11 million dollars and so due to budgetary restrictions they had to film it on earth well that's
1: not stopping tom cruise from filming his that film in space that he's doing
0: you've heard about that that, right no i i can only assume that tesla is involved somehow
1: (laughs) no he's partnering with nasa to film a movie in space and it was announced before Mission seven and eight, and Christopher Carr is like, No, nah, it's not mission. Mission doesn't need to go to space. <laughs>
0: That's mission probable. This is mission freaking insane. <laughs> oh, thank you, Tyrese. Appreciate you. Uh,
2: but, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, great, was, uh, great movie. Yeah.
0: I'm glad you got to see it. I'm glad, you know, we were able to you know get you uh, get you to see this movie um
1: I love the the woman he married so much too, like I really hope when he admits that he has to go you know enlist and she's so against it, but she says, "Are you gonna marry me or not? I fucking love her. I hope that was real life, <laughs> like, <laughs> cause, uh, I just love how she came out. She's like, "Well, you didn't ask you <laughs> know you gotta ask for me to know if i'm gonna." <laughs> Marry <laughs> you? Ah,
0: Sorry, um, I to he, that um, I he did marry her in 1942, Dorothy Shalot or Shalate, Chal- um, and she died in 1991. And then Boss remarries in 1993.
1: <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. When did she die? 1992.
0: 1991, and then he remarries in 1993.
1: <laughs> Yeah, he's old as you know, I, I get that. Uh he's um,
0: let's, let's see. Lonely. Um and, and he died he died in two thousand six. So I guess he would have been um seventy he remarried at seventy
2: three. Okay.
0: Um, he died at eighty seven.
2: He's buried yeah. in Chattanooga.
1: Yeah.
0: Um hmm. this movie may have been an Edibly mushroom,
1: or it may have been an edibly mushroom, <laughs> but either way,
0: next week is pig. <laughs> uh, oh, is that?
1: Oh, I forgot I had pig. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um,
1: now, when you said a couple weeks, I was so ready to watch. Uh... God, I'm so tired. I'm already... Yes, I was gonna say, I was like, why do you say a couple weeks? But yes, pig, pig, Hulu,
0: uh, Nickel Cage. Cage and uh, not uh, under any enormous amount of pressure or weight or whatever the title of the movie is.
1: Oh, The uh, Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent?
0: Yeah, that one. Not that. Same guy, not that that movie.
1: (laughs) Ironically, he does look at all of his memorabilia since he is Nick Cage, so it is the same guy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. But either way... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this movie is dope. Because? Kitties are. I'm allergic to them. Because no. <laughs> movies, movies are, are dope. dope. <laughs>